0: Go talk about game three NBA Finals, man, Denver. Uh huge statement uh, in game three, Scoop Jackson, ESPN Chicago.com. NBA insider is standing by on the roast number coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man?
1: I'm good, my man. Let me ask you a question real quick. Uh when you say you were talking about Michigan State's home schedule, uh I think that you said twenty twenty three was god awful and twenty twenty four was good. Uh were you saying god awful because of the team or because they were games that you felt Michigan State was
0: going to lose. What, what was your? No, I, I, I said for you. It was 2024 when this is when USC and UCLA come to the Big Ten. I said their oh, home their home games uh, look like Louisiana, Florida Atlantic, Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, Rutgers, and Ohio State. I meant from a wild wow factor. If you're a season ticket holder, okay. it's like yeah, ugly. You got
1: you. okay. I was one of you basing that awful on like awful schedule, like they're not... You know, there were games that they had a chance of losing.
0: No, no, just so you want the the big boys you want at home. Like I said, that Yay. following year, you get like UCLA, you get Michigan, yeah. right? You get uh, yeah, Penn State.
1: Schedule, schedule gets real sexy the next year. That's why I was wondering what the God-awful was about. So, okay.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I, I say a lot of things before I think. I do that for 11, Scoop. It's worked for 32 years.
1: Hey man, keep keep doing it. If, it's wrong, <laughs> if it ain't broke <laughs> and the check don't bounce,
0: keep doing it. Hey, speaking of bouncing, how about uh, Jokic uh, records the first thirty 30 10 plus game, triple double, uh, in finals history, and I'm talking a 30-20-10 triple double. Man.
1: Yeah, it was uh he's been putting up master classes, man. It's been amazing to watch. Um, you know, I feel I feel kind of feel bad for Bam. You know, because if you really break it down, and people have used the word, you know, undersized, but it's it's undersized in both cases. It's, it's height and weight and you know strength and all this that and the other. Because you're talking about Bams giving up what two inches and thirty pounds to this guy. So I don't want to say it's easy work, but it's you know, I'm he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's a two-time MVP and. You know, people question that to a certain degree, and now he's doing it on a higher stage, and he's doing what he's supposed to do, and nothing gets bad because he's a great defensive ball player. But you know, he's just putting, you know, he's, he's putting in that work, man, and it it is impressive.
0: Yeah, it is impressive. You know, we get these games where we're like, you know, like the opener in, in the finals, where you know Miami can't hang. The Cinderella story is over, and then they've always delivered the game that nobody expects, and that's why. You know, looking at the series right now, it's not over because we don't know what Miami team we're going to get in game for.
1: Right, that's the thing. And you would think playing at home, you know, especially what they've gone through in the playoffs before. But then again, this has been a Jekyll and Hyde team from the beginning. But you would expect just the way you think things are play themselves out, that they would they would, they would, shoot at least 40% at home in the game at home. And they wouldn't get out-rebounded like the way they got 25 You can't, in the NBA Finals, you can't play your first home game and get out rebounded by 25 rebounds. That's insane. And, you know, like you said, throughout the playoffs, they've been this team who has continued to bounce back. And like we said before last week, we talked about the frustration that they can have because sometimes they show up and sometimes they don't. But these aren't the same teams that they were playing in the playoffs. This is a whole different beast they're going up against. So... I would expect with them, you know, always counterpunching. You know what they are showing us throughout these playoffs—they counterpunch. You know they, they got up a lead on Boston, and Boston, you know, hit them back. And what did they do in Game Seven? They counterpunch. The Knicks hit them. They counterpunch. Milwaukee, you know, uh, great game against Milwaukee. Giannis goes down. They don't even give Milwaukee a chance to give them a hard punch. But now, nothing against the teams that they played leading up here. This Denver team is a different beast, man. You know, so uh, you would think. Once again, you get the home court advantage back in your favor, and you go and do what they did last night at home. I don't, I don't know how much more punching they have. I guess what I'm saying, but I don't know how much counterpunch they have. If we can't, we can't base it on last night. Because if we base it on last night, the series is over. They have to find another gear, and I, I don't know where it's going to come from against this Denver team.
0: It really is about when they go nuts, like uh, I think it was game two where they hit 18 threes or something like that in the second half. That's it. They're they're a team to me that it's two ways. Butler can take over for a quarter and go drop 15 to 20, or they just go nuts from three-point range and they... They storm back or pull away. That that's that's the Heat's game, and that's why even though they got B one hundred nine ninety four, I'm still not writing them off. And they're down two on in the series yeah. after losing at home.
1: Right, but once again, uh, are you not writing them off because of what you've seen recently throughout this playoff run? Is that what you're
0: basing it? Yeah, on? Yeah, uh, because every time I want to say, okay, they're done, the Magic's ended, uh, Boston's gonna roar back, win Game Seven, boom, they go to Boston and uh, just dominate. The Celtics. So we'll see. I I think based on the Butler mentality that they'll know this game four is a series.
1: Okay, but don't you still think, though, that the teams that they played in the Eastern Conference to get to the finals, that none of them are as good as this Denver team?
0: (laughs) Hey, Denver's defense in in their two wins has been as good as any defensive start-to-finish games I've seen in the NBA this year. It's been really solid.
1: It has been solid. So you give them a the solid defense, a defense that they have not faced in the Eastern Conference getting to these finals, and you're giving them a one-two punch that they have, that, that is playing at a level that they haven't even played before. And one that definitely, definitely that Miami hasn't seen. So I hear what you're saying about giving one-two punch, but if you're basing it on what we saw with them getting here, I, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I don't know if, you're almost like lying to yourself, trying to make yourself believe that this team is equivalent to teams that they've seen before. So you're facing their past history, their current past history on what they can do now. I think this is a whole different team. I think this is a whole different team they're facing. And I don't know if that counterpunch is going to work with this team as it has in the past and the teams that they played to get to this point. This is different,
0: man. They yeah, get 50 from out of bio and – uh, Butler and and they're saying, hey, we'll give you those points. But uh, nobody else is in double figures except for Martin. I agree with you. I think Denver's at another level. That's why I thought based on game one, they might go sweep this series. Right. Surprised they lost one at home. Otherwise, this thing is sitting 3-0 and Denver's looking to get a ring on Friday night. So we'll see. Still a lot of basketball left in Miami. Again, we wrote them off against inferior teams. Denver is by far... The best team in the NBA. Scoop Jackson, ESPN, Chicago.com, NBA Insider joining us. Uh, before I let you go, I want to get your thoughts on Chris Paul and all these stories about a market for him. And you know, I'm watching Paul thinking, okay, is he still going to be a top-shelf guy? Uh, L.A. teams are at the top of the list, Lakers and or Clippers. Suns still gauging uh, their interest and other teams' interest. What do you think about Paul? Is he, is he still the man? for a top-tier NBA team to help them win a title? Because he didn't do it. He didn't get it done in Phoenix.
1: Well, I'll put it to you this way, and I'll be very honest with you. Um, it it depends on what team, what the team is looking to do. And if you just, you said top team trying to win the championship. I think he is a, I think he's still a top-level guy. But, and if we're going, we just talked about going with history. If history stays consistent, he's going to be a top-level guy until some point in the playoff and the injury's going to occur. I think maybe six out of the last seven years he's been injured in the playoffs. So at some point, you're going to have to deal with the fact that he might go down. That has nothing to give, do with his ability, but over the last six or seven seasons, that has been a constant. And once again, It's availability. If you're basing on this cat who still is a elite level point guard to get you to get you a championship, you're taking a risk because of the nature of how he's over the last years has always been injured at some point in the playoffs and that's derailed a lot of teams' playoff runs. And that's just being real talk. So he's not getting any younger and each each injury has been different. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't been the same thing that's reoccurred. It's always been something different. And I would hate for whether it be the Lakers to bank on him, or Phoenix to bank on him, or, you know, I can't see him going back to the Clippers. But whoever team banking on him and thinking he's going to get them over the hump in the playoffs, is it something, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I want that to have. I'm saying that's the thing a team has to really, really take consideration if you're going to take him on, like what's going to be his availability in June. What's
0: going to be his availability in late May? Dude, I didn't see it at the end in Phoenix, and I I don't see it happening with another team. But he has name power, and everybody uh, needs a guard. Speaking of guards, uh, Kyrie, a report, Mavs want to re-sign him. I think they want to try and figure out a way if he can get along with Luca. And then that story that Kyrie was talking about, LeBron going from the Lakers to the Mavs?
1: Well, once again, I think, you know, Kyrie, my man, who is somebody that doesn't pay attention to the media, I think he may have uh, slipped up and paid attention to the media too much and read into LeBron's final uh, post-game presser, where the media, like, read into his words and said that he's thinking about retiring. So Kyrie read into that and heard us talking about it, said, well, maybe I can stop him from thinking that way. Maybe he's just tired of L.A. So let me put a phone call in and see if he wants to come down here. So I think that's what that's all about. You know, um yeah. And and hell, I mean what is what, what does Kyrie have to lose? If, if 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 we're going with the reports that everybody read into LeBron's comments saying that he may not come back or that he may not want to play with the Lakers again, you know, what does Kyrie have to lose for putting in a phone call? Hell you look, look, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what was it? My man um uh Dan Gilbert put a phone call in. When he was in Miami, you see how that turned out.
0: (laughs) Speaking of phone calls, will Harden uh, make a call to the Sixers or the Rockets? What team is a better fit for Harden to help them underachieve?
1: (laughs) Wow. Um, Wow, that's a great question. Um, At this point, who hasn't he gone through yet? So... um, I, who could underachieve? That's a great
0: one.
1: Mm. That's a that's great a, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll put it to you right now. It's going to sound crazy, but it'll never happen. But hell, he can go to Denver.
0: <laughs> there you go. Somebody, he's, he's ready to. Him and Kyrie are uh, blowing up the locker room leaders uh, in the clubhouse right now. We'll see what happens. Scoop Jackson, ESPN Chicago, my man. Always good to talk about the association with you. Enjoy that game four. Hi man. Talk to him, Bill. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah Scoop Jackson. I, I first met him when he was a writer. I think he was the publisher of Slam Magazine. It was one of the first basketball magazines in the late 90s when I was working in Chicago. He He's always been a good man on and off air.